0: generation we got dedication. we are parenting for
1: liberation it's good evening this is trina green brown with parenting for liberation i'm here with kim parker who hosted the first free whole happy Black Boys Brunch in Boston, and we're here to talk about that incredible event and what inspired her and how she held space for so many other parents of Black boys in her city of Boston. So welcome, Kim, to the podcast.
0: Hey, thank you, Treta. It's so great to be here and actually to talk to you because we've done so much talking um, over email. And so I'm, I'm really happy to talk to you.
1: Yeah, me too. The 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 beauty of social media, Facebook Messenger and and Instagram and now emails. So I'm so glad we can connect. And I think what you did and how we engaged could potentially be a practice that I hope that other folks will engage in about like sharing resources and tools about parenting for liberation, about how to build community um, to support our Black babies. So welcome. Um Kim, introduce yourself, tell us about you and your parenting identity.
0: Sure, Um, I am Dr. Kim Parker. I am the mother to a black son, S-U-N. He is 3.9, he'll be four in May. Um, I am, I tell people our family unit consists of me, my son and our cat, We we are a party of three. And um, (laughs) I've been, right, (laughs) we've been parenting for liberation um, for, I mean, I feel like I've moved to this space largely because I wanted to parent differently than how I was parented. And I was reading so much, but lots of it, so much of the parenting literature is white centered. And so I was like, well, let me just Google. And then I found you and I found your podcast. And that made sense to me. And then I just started studying it. Like I started from the beginning and listened to everything and would take I'm a really great note taker, by the way. Like really, I like really oh, notes to see your notes. And, <laughs> right. And then I would try things. And I was like, okay, right. It's about being centered in um, a belief that, you know, like our children are free and they are they have so much. To offer, and they need to be affirmed. And I work really hard to make sure that my son has space um, where he can be himself. And that's like, you know, he's three point nine, so that's really <laughs> hard sometimes. Nine. I love the right. Point I'm nine. gonna t- I, because you know why? Because I think it's really important to hang on to all of those points, like point nine, point ten, point eleven, because society wants him to be older than he is, and he's tall. So every time he, we go anywhere. People always think he's older than he is. So they make mm. those assumptions about, oh, isn't he five, isn't he six? No, he's just three. And so, I mean, I feel like we have to fight for our, ch- our children to be children. And yes, you know, I'm a, I, I read lots of research. So I have a background now in literacy research. So I sort of, at times I swim in the data too much and thinking about what that means for sort of, how do you raise a child who you know, can just be a kid? really in this world um, and not be so caught up in deficits and all the things, the world necessarily. So that's why Parenting for Liberation makes sense for me. But I also know that it can't just be me alone and we've built this really strong network of community and support that um, sort of holds us up and we hold them up simultaneously.
1: Nice. Well, welcome, Dr. Kim Parker. You didn't tell me about the doctor part. I want to always honor Black Girl Brilliance. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I would love to connect with you. I mean, this is like an offline thing, but about research and how it could support the work around parenting for liberation or like how what, like there's so much data that focuses on the deficit, but I would love to like start to gather the data about like what's possible when we shift our focus to to liberation
0: um yeah and you and the work you're doing is like that's that's your data right like you have your really personal experiences like you're doing community building and organizing and that story needs to be told so you you should tell your story
1: why thank you i gotta work on that
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kat, uh, that's your data.
1: your this is my data well speaking of data you said that you like went through and wrote notes on uh, lots of the episodes um, I would love to know, like, what have you what have you tried from the podcast? Because um, you know, folks come on and share their stories, but they don't know how it lands for folks. Um, so I'm always right. Curious about who was how it's the
0: landing? Yeah, I'm trying. to – There's the woman who was in. Well, she in North Carolina, I think she was. Um, there was, was something the about her. It was about sort of womanist parenting. Um,
1: no, I remember Jacqueline her because, because
0: from um, yes who does black activist mothering? Yes, it was her. It was her. And I was like, Oh my goodness, that's what I want to do. Right. That's what, yes. Like I identify as a literacy activist now. And so I've lots of the lots lots of, I think activism work translates into um, mothering and taking care of and childcare and all of those other sort of aspects of, um, raising children and so she made sense to me and i remember i like went and followed her on facebook i like read read some of her work um and it's all about this like standing up for children i think that my um tendency is to lay back and to sort of let the the trust schools and to believe that things are going to work out but what i've realized again because so many um of my friends have black boys who are now older who have said, you can't, right? You can't just like send them to school and think that it's going to work out. You got to show up. You got to do these things. They would reach out. They would, you know, offer scripts and things to say. So I got that. And then I listened to the podcast about the mother in California who was talking about sending her child to independent schools and why, um, what that meant. Do you remember that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that one also um, resonated with me because um, being in the world of independent schools, I I also recommended that to someone and said, it's really good to think about options for children. And I think that someone I really, really respect said, you can't live out your politics at the price of your child's education. And so um, I've been really thinking about that as I try to pick the next space for my son. And after coming off, last week was really hard because Um, We sort of lived in the data in the moment that he had a really hard time at this Catholic school that he was in. And essentially, um, they asked us to leave. And Mm -hmm. I was, like, devastated, largely because I was like, oh, my God, we are what everyone has been saying about why black boys are being expelled from early childhood institutions. And that's when, yep. yeah. Right. And so it's, it's real. And what was really interesting was all of these people who many people who said it happened to my son. This is, you know, this is awful. Da, 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 da. So there's a whole network of people. So that was many of the, there are many notes and podcasts that resonate with me from parenting for liberation that have then helped me to sort of piece together um, my own sort of thinking about how I want to mother my son mm-hmm. and how I actually want to be um, proactive and how I also want to make sure that he is um, grounded in, you know, he's a womanist, right? He understands that we love Black people and we love Black women. And Mm -hmm. as a Black boy, that's what I expect, right? Like, he's got to understand that because I think that, you know, like, society's trying, society does not necessarily love Black women in ways that, um, you know, it's just not okay for us. So that's what I'm trying to do for him.
1: Well, I'm so excited that you're listening to the podcast and also doing a lot of other research as a literacy activist. That's really inspiring, and I want to learn more about what that means. Um, and also, want to shout out the folks that you have been listening to um, and appreciate them for sharing their stories. That they should know that it's having an impact, and that the- their stories and sharing are helping other Black parents to be um, liberated and to be activists and to be proactive in their child's lives. So the people that you named are um, Dia Penning and um, Dr. Jacqueline Robuxica. So just really. And you
0: also cite, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you also in your, um, in your signature, even you cite, is it Alexis, uh, Alexis Gumbs, right? Oh, yes. Very She's amazing. amazing. I love her. (laughs) Right? Like, those are the work. And I think that it's like studying the people who are doing the work in these really powerful ways. Also, let me know that one, I wasn't crazy, right? Like, I wasn't like, oh my goodness, this is like doing something that no one else has done. And two, there's such a, I don't know, like centuries old tradition of people doing this work of raising children in this way. And so it's just, you're connecting um, sort of this lineage in really powerful ways. So I recommend, you know, listening to the podcast. And I listen to them multiple times, a couple of times, because I'm like, oh, let me hear it um, again, right? Sometimes it resonates with me more than others. And so I go back and listen again. Cool. I
1: love it. Thank you. You make, you make me feel like, uh, you know, what I'm doing is useful. Um, and so that's really, really, um, affirming. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, all right. yeah. Yes. So all of this that you've been doing, right. Like for yourself, as you said, just like with parent of liberation, um, I could be doing all of this gathering of information for myself and just use it to make sure that my children are being raised in a particular way, but that's just not how black women roll, right? Like we don't just right, hoard and right. outsource information and then just hoard it for ourselves. We're all about sharing and giving and bringing other folks in and building community. And so that's what, that's why parents for liberation is actually a podcast and not just me calling these people and having these one-on-one conversations. Um, And also, like, you took this information and you hosted an event. So, like, what compelled you to say, I need to get these other folks in this room um, to have this conversation with me in Boston?
0: Yeah, well, I knew that um, I didn't want to do it alone and I couldn't do it alone. And that I also knew that, for me, the most powerful way to make sure that my son has a really positive racial identity and a really secure footing about his blackness and who he is is to develop a peer group. And so um, that's why I I, I said I went in search of other um, black families, uh, families of black boys, because I said, well, I knew some of them. And so I just said, we're just going to have this event. And the goal ultimately is that we just develop a critical mass of people who are willing to show up once or twice a month um, for play groups, for educational events, for, sort of talking each other up and down, (laughs) parenting, you know, like all the things that come up with it, um, so that we are our own intentional community of support for our boys, and I knew, too, that Boston can be really lonely and isolationist for um, people of color, and so I just tried. I said, well, I've talked to, and I, and we also wanted it to be, um, I hosted it, co-hosted it with one of my best friends, Shania Thomas, Um, we wanted it to be a queer affirming space as well. And so those spaces didn't exist. And so we just said, we're gonna create what we want. And, you know, if it's just us, like um, Shania has a grandson, like, then we'll just have this play date (laughs) with like two kids and it'll be fine and, you know, we'll get some good brunch food and call it a day. But um, it wasn't, like 20 people showed up. (laughs) It was just great. Um, because I people were so um, interested, right? And I think there's a need for things like that. And it was great. It was just great. So that's what we just had. I just had an idea. Um, I sold it to Sean and she came on board and we just said, we're just going to aim for a group of people to come together to create a peer group for our boys. And you did it. And we did it. And we did it. And we did it. And it was great. It was so tell
1: great. us all about it. I'm so excited because I've an event here in Los Angeles, and you know, you don't know who's going to show up. You're like, oh,
0: right. And and Facebook and Facebook is tricky because people will say that they're interested and they're going, but then you know, like it was yeah. getting it was getting shared a lot and more. Lots of people were RSVPing, and that's why I said, okay, so probably out of these, I think maybe like 25 people said they were coming. I said, okay, maybe like five are going to show up, but a good 20 of them showed up, which we were <laughs> shocked. It 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 shows that there's Um,
1: a need. There shows that there's an appetite, a hunger, desire for these kind of spaces, and that's kind of what I found out when I just started recording and putting stuff online. I was like, "Oh, this is something that people actually desire and want." Like you said, you've been doing a lot of research around parenting literature and materials, and it's a lot um, of stuff is like white centered or white focused, and so there is a need for um, things. Materials, events, podcasts, websites, blogs, gatherings that center Black folks and POC. So right,
0: right, in ways <laughs> that are just like so powerful. And I'm also sort of also guided by um, the work of Dr. Teresa Perry, who has been my mentor for many years. And she would talk about how, like, once a week. Um, her daughter she and her daughter and her their classmates would all get together for like a, a Sunday brunch so they were always getting together once a week to have community and I was like I want that right like I want that for my for my son I want that for my community and so that's been my my driving goal is to get people together um, in a safe place space where people you know I feel like. Um, when I'm in mixed spaces that I get I find myself getting uptight, right? I need to be comfortable. I need to wor not worry that my son might be perceived as something. I, it's not it wasn't like that in this play date, right? We all had black boys. They were you know, boys. Boys are rowdy sometimes and they like to be loud and they like to be carefree. And we wanted to give them space to do that. So we just like found this <laughs> building that I guess it's a, uh, you use it, you can like have meetings there. It's called makeshift in Boston. And it was just perfect for kids on a Saturday to run around and be loud and no one minded and their grownups could sort of talk and hang out and it all just sort of worked out. It was wonderful.
1: Yeah, that's always important. Post- I did gathering. have an agenda.
0: I, oh, <laughs> I, cousin, I know you had an I'm, agenda. Right? I was I was type A like that. And Sean was like, Don't you do you think you have a little bit too much plans? And I was like, Well, I don't want <laughs> I said I totally I was, I don't know. I feel like, you know, people are gonna want things to do and we gotta keep you know, we gotta have things to do, we have to have goals. I'm probably i probably said that. And she was like, 'Cause so people are just gonna be happy to be together, right? And that let their kids play. So while this is great to have this <laughs> Thing, this plan uh don't don't be you know heartbroken <laughs> it doesn't happen, that so it what, happen. It so happen. what
1: happened because i know you know you and i talked about the agenda and i was like here's some things that i've tried when i brought families together and you do gotta have house yes house. and
0: that was so <laughs> helpful i mean again <laughs> i could not try <laughs> we would have been I, first of all, I, I love it that, again, you have all of your resources and you make them so freely available um, because I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't been able, one, to talk to you. And then, two, to the, re- the superhero. You gave us like the superhero, um, the handout so the kids could make their own superheroes and think about their superpowers. We used your workbook, which is fantastic. Uh, the activities that you have written about that are coupled with those podcasts. Um, gave us something to talk about. So when we got there, we talked about, you know, we ate, and then um, we talked about sort of what this parenting for liberation, what are some of the things that get in our way, and what came up a lot was fear. Many people are afraid, right? Like we are sort of all um, treading a really narrow line between freedom and fear, and I think that's really, really interesting. Um, I don't, I mean, what I also told them was that, I said, this is not my thing, not in like, sure, we brought these people together, but this is only gonna work if we are all sort of vested in it and we make it as we go. So I tried to make that clear. I said, we're gonna use these prompts um, and then we'll just figure it out as we go. But those were the themes, right? Like we love our boys. Um, Many days we are terrified um, and we're figuring it out and people are, you know, struggling for what to do, and how to do that, and we had, um, so we did with some chatting, and then we did some um, sharing, and sh- and talking about Parenting for Liberation, and why we wanted to do that, and sort of ideas about how to do that, and then, um, you know, then there would be like spontaneous play, because there would be groups of boys, and we had this intergenerational mm-hmm. group of boys, which was really oh, fun, nice. so we had from like 22 months old up until maybe like 15-year-old boys. So oh, nice. So they all just, right? It was great. Um, and they just hung out. And that also helped me to think about sort of future gatherings, if, that's, if they continue to come. Um, and then we saw, and then we ended with, um, the time did get away from us because people just wanted to talk, of course. See, Sean was right. <laughs> they do. And people They're just wanted to I be was. together. No, there isn't. And people just wanted to talk. And it's really nice to be able, because oftentimes people would say that their son's like the only black boys in a group. And it was just nice to be able to see all of these beautiful brown children, black children, just playing. Um, And I think that's what people wanted to do. And so we ended with thinking about, um, we did your evaluation. So that gave us some good things about um, if people were willing to host gatherings, what we wanted to do next. And we read a poem from um, Effie Lee Newsom, who was um, a poet, a black poet. And it was essentially about um, this really great poem about brown boys. And then we, um, we wrapped it up. And so it was about two hours and it was a really great two hours. Yeah. And I think people want to do it again
1: yeah it was I excellent got a crew who we'll wants to do it again um i know I, right i think, I I think it is. was really important that you asked that question that or made that statement that this isn't only on you it's going to take the collective it's going to take other folks um yeah. and i think that is how i want parents of liberation to live like i don't want it to just be about me i'm like inviting folks into conversations but like I would love for folks to just pick this up and say like, oh, I wanna host a group in my city. Um, and so I'm thinking about ways to get resources and support to like build a hub of the folks who wanna host them in their cities to like come together and then share ideas. And like, what are you gonna try in your community? And, and then also like moving beyond just like, mo- not beyond, but like in addition to having the conversations and chatting, like what are they noticing as the common threads or issues or struggles that are happening in your city? in your neighborhood that y'all right. could then become like a political powerhouse to shift because parents are like an under and unvalued power source. A right, and
0: of- we have so much power,
1: so right. much power. In schools, yeah. in the community, yeah. you know, you have the like economic power because like parents buy all the stuff that the kids need or want, right? And so like how do That's we right. weld our power for liberation? And so, yeah, I'm really excited about that as the next iteration of Parents of Liberation of, like, folks starting to bring people together and it's like, cool, now how can we bring all those thought leaders or parent leads, bring all those parent leads together to be like, okay, now let us strategize about what we can do in our community to really leverage our power because that's what it's
0: about. Right, right. And and I think people are ready, right? It's just, this is why I think social media is really powerful because we just put our thing on social media and that's where we got you know, people would say, or they, I had some friends who would see it, but then it got shared so much. And I think people are down for that. And we have lots and lots of power to be able to move um, you know, legislation and other things because I'm serious. Or to also make demands on leaders about what they are doing or what they are not doing for our kids. Right.
1: And I think that to me, um, Parent of Liberation is twofold. It's about how we engage with our children in our household. How do we parent from a place of liberation? How do we shift our relationship to fear and shift away from that? And so then we cultivate these like carefree, whole, happy, you know, like the name of your your event, right? We, we, We raise these free, whole, happy black children, and then we turn them out into this world that's gonna try to devour them. So then we have to also do the work of shifting that world so that when these bright right. lights come out, there's not somebody with some shades on trying to throw shade that like, no, these bright lights are supposed to be bright. And so. Right. right. Uh, and let
0: them climb on. Right. Exactly. But we, right. have to
1: shift the, we have to shift the political landscape, um, the social landscape in the communities that these bright lights are going to be going into. I just think about like these yeah. black children going out and like we don't need anyone to try to shade them. So we got to do the, exactly. d- double the work. Not double the work, but it's like twofold. It's like in the house and also in the streets. And so I feel right. like you got, you're off to a good start in Boston. I'm excited about what's possible.
0: We bring, yeah, up. I mean, it's just, it's so powerful. And again, right, we didn't, we, you know, I try to <laughs> manage my expectations, but, you know, like even if it were just a couple of people, we were going to do something. And it's been great. It's been great and powerful and important and I'm like okay so we're on to something people are yeah we're going to keep going
1: yeah you better keep going no no pressure <laughs> no pressure no, no pressure better. okay we
0: gotta keep going
1: we got we
0: have to and children. I think that people yeah and then I think that it's it's just a matter of reaching out because I feel like it was just um, confirmed, right? When I was in the space with other families, they felt that way too, right? And I feel like there are a whole bunch of us who are sitting in wherever we live or walking around who want to do something different, who want a parent um, from a perspective or a, uh, a place of love that um, is best for our kids, that looks a little bit different. And you just have to find each other because we're out there. I mean, and it, it just takes one person to sh- just to plan the event, and people will show up, and then you find your people. Exactly.
1: You're really inspiring me because I haven't done another event in my city since that first one on Black Friday. Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah. that event was amazing. I love wow. those pictures. I love everything. <laughs> I wanted the cape. I was like, ooh, ooh. it was amazing.
1: <laughs> and I gotta do it, you know. Like I just told you, you gotta do it. I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to myself. Like I'm hold myself accountable. Like I gotta hold another event. I think there's a lot of pressure that it has to be perfect, and it doesn't. You know, like I, you know, I tell everybody else, oh, just do it. Just you could do it. And I actually have to do it myself. So I'm gonna do that. Well, I just
0: my whole philosophy towards everything is just keep practicing and learn by doing. Right? So learn by doing. Just keep practicing. That's what I keep telling myself. And so our next one. I think we're going for a hike. Cool, oh, I love yeah, it because we live we live near. I mean, it's outdoorsy. So I told Sean, I said, I feel like we should just go outside. And so I think our our next event is going to be somewhere outside, and we'll see what happens. But, awesome, I mean, it'll be fun. We'll just be hiking around. That'll be great.
1: <laughs> well, wow, make sure you document it, and because you know you might have to start. A Facebook group or page or something for the work that you're doing in Boston because like again this is gonna be it could be it doesn't have to be no pressure again but I can just imagine if you're already planning your next one and it's outdoors like you're starting to develop your own kind of philosophy or theory about like what does it mean to parent for liberation in Boston it means bringing black children together to play it means going outside and hiking and like getting into nature and it could also mean so many other things so I'm excited for what's sparking over there in boston and um i can't wait to start to bridge all these different communities together because i've been to other yeah like i've been to chicago and i've worked with parents in chicago i went to idaho um i've gone to different conferences and have gathered parents detroit and i do all these sessions with parents in their cities but it's like it's more impactful i believe when folks are building it in their own communities and so i have to really um get intentional about doing that here in LA, or I don't even live in LA, I live in Orange County, which is probably part of the problem, which is why I haven't done it, Um, but like building my own community of practice here, so I can be a model, right, because again, you learn by doing, and I can't share anything that I'm not learning myself, so I really appreciate this conversation, you're holding me accountable, I don't
0: know that you are, but you are, Oh, I just, I'm just, again, I'm just so happy to just thank you for the really great resources that you have made accessible and available because, I mean, I will tell you, I listened to those podcasts and they, I was in some places where I was like, I don't know, right? You know, you get in, when you're parenting and those days are really long sometimes and you're just like, nothing is working. And then I would, there would be a new podcast and I would listen and I would be like, okay. But okay, right? Just keep going. And keep I think running. that's really powerful. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you are, I think you're doing more for building communities of practice than you realize. And now, I mean, that's how movements get, get started is that people just sort of look locally and start things and you've given lots of tools. And so I'm excited to see what you, what the next level of tools that you create will be because, that you know, we, you're morphing and changing. That that's powerful, create. right? We we create. I'm in. I'm yes. in. I just want a T-shirt. That, that's <laughs> a t-shirt. I, I was like, right, uh-huh. I was like, there's a workbook there's no T-shirt in the store. Like, come on. I was. There are t-shirts. t-shirts. I just don't. Yeah. Are there? I, yeah. Do you didn't see in the. the
1: store. No, they're not in the store. I had them for oh, my event. I made some for the Yes, I saw them.
0: That's what and I thought they would be for sale in the store, but the work was like that was, a, that was
1: the plan. That was the plan. I didn't print enough to try to sell, then it was going to be all complicated to categorize sizes and and again, oh, you, I mean, I haven't said this to you, but like I do all of this parent celebration stuff like outside of my 9 to 5. Like this is a do, <laughs> so I'm like I didn't I couldn't figure out the back end of a web store and like categorizing sizes I don't have a web person or a team it's just me so when I figure okay. out, I'll, I'll, I'll I can you know I can I can sell you I can sell you a shirt offline
0: <laughs> okay good okay. okay yeah and I That's actually a, been, I a, might a still have like some the, kid sizes too so you can get oh, one for your son <laughs> oh see yes I'm in I'm in well, that's, that's amazing it. that you're doing all of these things. And yeah, see, that's just, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. All right. <laughs> Dr.
1: Kim <laughs> Parker has signed up as the first parent in for liberation, like ambassador or something. I don't know what it's called. So we don't have a name for it, but yes, I'm, I'm so right.
0: Glad We're here. We're here. Yeah. Right. And we are, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what happens because if people, just start it. It just, it just takes, you know, one, just get the location, get people together, and then just keep showing up and they'll keep showing up too. Ah, Yes. Thank you for saying that. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's how movement That's all it goes. takes. It is. And there is so much black boy joy. I know from ours that it just, it's enough to keep you going until right. the next one. I mean, it's just, right. it's really powerful it's really powerful.
1: All right. I'm excited to what's to come.
0: And uh,
1: excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time. This is exciting. Of course.
0: This is so great. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And you know, like, keep up the work, because the work is excellent. And we need it. And thank you for it.
1: Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. All right. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. I really look forward to hearing more about what you're up to in Boston.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Trina. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.